back here at MJ BizCon 2022. Woo! We got Andrew D'Angelo in the house from Harborside Notoriety. We got people throwing things out there to each other. It's crazy out there at MJ BizCon. I'm here with Luna from Aspire. Hi, y'all. So good to be here. Oh, my God. I love your voice. You need to be my co-host permanently. My pleasure. <laughs> oh, my God. She got it on that time. She was like, yeah, let me get dialed in. No, we, a little we, bit more. ASMR, Cannabis <laughs> Network. <laughs> I feel like Howard Stern now, you know? We can do a real show on That's that. That's its own show. We also have uh, Woodstock, who is the soul of Mita. Okay. from Snoopy. And if you didn't know, Woodstock represents the soul of Snoopy. So he's barred over here. Oh, he does? Yeah. Woodstock never gets harmed, I noticed. I'm going to give him a dab real quick. Yeah, he's, he lives forever. And he we never have, gets harmed. And we have Yoda here to share his wisdom with us. Keep it real. But this is not about Woodstock and Yoda. It's about another individual of such fame and notoriety as Woodstock and Yoda, Andrew D'Angelo. Oh, yes. There you uh, go. As famous as Yoda, for sure. <laughs> How you doing? How's your MJ BizCon experience? Let's start there. It's great, man. I mean, you know, it gets bigger and bigger and more chaotic and crazy every year. You know, you have to have your navigational equipment and plan in place to correctly and this booth of course is part of my navigational plan every year uh, as i think it's going to be a part of people's navigational yes. plans permanently the aspire podcast center yeah it has been the cool kids place today have you noticed that Luna? yeah i think that um trade organizations are a really powerful value proposition for people we we know we can only do it with help and with each other so there's it's like it's a win-win well, we, you know, Mita kind of functions as a gateway to the cannabis industry for those, I say, butt tender with a dream to an owner with the next strategy and everything in between. People want to learn. And that's, it's our pleasure, our honor. We appreciate your attendance. You're, you didn't charge us to be here. Uh, to educate, to share. I should have. Should I send you an invoice? Okay. Think about giving knowledge, free, free knowledge to the people. Of course. You're here always, to help. always, always. You're here to teach. You're here to teach. Tell us about your journey. You, your where you, I know your cannabis journey probably began when you were just out of college or something. Where did it all begin? Well, it began a little bit before that. Right. People probably out there listening know my older brother, Steve D'Angelo. When Steve D'Angelo is your old, older brother, you're going to smoke some weed <laughs> um, b before you go to college. <laughs> so um, it happened to me in high school, and right. I'm glad it did. It was a wonderful, transformative experience, like I'm sure it was for you, too, and maybe how, you, too, to me. And how old, how, what's the age difference? T ten years, almost ten years. He's ten years older than you? Yeah, isn't that amazing? You guys both seem like both so young. I thought both of you got like 45. Oh, yes. Well, actually, 29 and 39. 29 and 39. 29 and 39. You guys are young bucks. So, so, so Steve uh, contributed to your delinquency as a minor? Yeah. No, proudly so. And um, it, it, it was actually training uh, to be, uh, well, he would probably use the word revolutionary. You guys have been revolutionary. I, I use the word leader. What, what, uh, what year did you graduate high school? 1985, the height of the Reagan, Reagan, the Nancy and Ronald Reagan era. You were just saying no kid. Your, your brain isn't fried on drugs? I mean, that's yeah, it was the egg. Yeah, the fried egg was came out when I was in high school. That commercial came out. And the cops would come into the high schools and scare everybody. And then you had to be drug tested if you wanted to play sports. Yeah. Somebody needs yeah. to take that marketing campaign 
and turn it on his head and use it for cannabis somehow. I don't know how, but somehow use it like against itself. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I don't. I don't even yeah, know what that care. means. Yeah, there's care. They people have played with that. Yeah, people have played with it. Definitely, people have played there's with it. There's the cops it. that go in and do positive. What are they called? There's oh, ex-cops that go in and do it's education. It's not the um, dream. No, you mean leap? Leap. Oh, yeah. Leap, leap guys. Yeah. Yeah. Law enforcement I think they changed their name recently, but I can't remember. Leap was so easy to remember. Right. I was about to say that. Yeah. yeah. The brain broke. Don't fix it. Uh, something happened. I don't know. You know how the it is with names and trademarks and acronyms and, and the so lawyers come eventually, no matter how good your name is. So your advocacy started in the late '80s and into the '90s. What was your involvement with cannabis during and all those today, years? And today, no, no, but it began way back then. Oh yes, it began when, in the, when I first started smoking weed. I mean, '85. Well, '83 is when I started smoking. '83, '84, and um, you know. In those days, it was kind of dangerous to even be a stoner. And certainly, it was risky to advocate for cannabis and to walk around Absolutely. and say, I support legalization. And they're like, hold on, we're searching you now. Right. Um, go up against the wall, young man. It's a character What law. did you say? And you couldn't even wear a weed leaf no. on your... On your no, because you're a lesser, lesser of a human being. Yeah. You're more likely to be a criminal. You're more likely oh, to be yeah. violent. I got a bad knee. So Massive stigma. Yeah, oh, I thought you were... Okay, no, good. No, I'm not leaving. I'm all right, good. I'm, I got to move. I got to twist. All I got to turn because it hurts. All right, good. You need no. to... MJ BizCon beats us all up. Yeah, no. Yeah, wait, it does. It does. You need cannabis. But, um... <laughs> so I'm thinking, like, you know, Andrew D'Angelo, Steve D'Angelo, like the Sid Vicious, Johnny Rotten of the cannabis movement in the 80s and stuff oh yeah it was it was kind of like that i mean it, 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 I'm a big, you, I'm a big you were rebels you were underground you were deep underground you were criminals you were moving you know you were dodging cops and hiding from the world and you did all these wonderful amazing things that you couldn't tell anybody about right and there's no glory in it you know you had to have all these front businesses so you yep. could have a tax return and, dirty you know, thankless dangerous work so, yeah. Invisible labor that was done. Yeah. So how, how did all of this activism in the 90s and 2000s turn into Harborside? Because that's, you got your family is really known and tied to the Harborside name. Right, yes. Well, well, there, we, there's something I'm missing between high school and Harborside that you want to talk about. We could talk about that, you know? Well, I mean, look, that's I'll a talk long about period Frank's of time. Notch, yeah, he came a little later to the party. He came in as the clutch in the... In the I mean, 19, the we opened Arborside in 06, almost 20 years. Okay, 06. After I started, I was in, I graduated high school about 20 years after I graduated high school. And so, yes, we, when you sell weed underground... And, underground for like 20 years. Yeah, and we had a really bad bust. My brother got busted in 01. 01? On Super Bowl Sunday, I'll never forget it. It's one of those days you'll kind of remember what for the rest busted? of your life. 235 pounds of weed. Ooh, damn, Steve. He should, he should. <laughs> yes, well. It's good for Steve. We don't do things small good for this family. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I got Rule busted one, too, man. Don't I got get caught. Yeah, I got busted twice in my life. One was in Belize, of all places. Oh, yeah. Belize? Yeah. How do you get busted in a Belize? You have to really break all the rules. Right, because it's massively. Chill. They're actually um, going uh, cannabis positive these so days. So I did. Andrew D'Angelo, Andrew D'Angelo locked up abroad. The yes. Belize story. Yes, and they locked me up. They locked me up in a chicken coop. In a chicken coop. A converted coop. chicken coop. And I was there for a few days. Scaring Woodstock. 
And then luckily, luckily they suspended my they suspended my five year sentence and just fined the crap out of me. Wow, you're so lucky. Wow, you can't say chicken coop around Woodstock. I know. Jeez. And then the second time I got busted was in California when cops. California. Just, it didn't matter if you were medical or not. They just busted you and let the judge figure it out. So, right, right, because they want the fees or it's whatever. It was early in the medical program. They didn't give it. They were mad. They yeah. didn't care. And so, a lot of them so. truly believe that we were making the world a less uh, a safe place for their kids. A lot of them, there is an emotion behind it. They want to punish us. Yeah, so yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So Andrew, yeah, yeah, I, so, believe so, I believe so, that, you know? I believe that, I believe that, yes. So except for you doing time in the chicken coop in California, let's Please, go, come on, please. No, in chicken coop and in California. Oh yes, both. Yes. The end, LA you know, County you know, Jail was where really I was. frightened Woodstock. I prefer chicken, but it's actually, the, yeah, the Belize was way better than Absolutely. L.A. Oh, yeah, you know way they're better. not going to dehumanize you and brutalize you. Well, they did that, but, they, but they, yeah, they didn't have the budget L.A. County <laughs> does <laughs> to dehumanize you. Um, so <laughs> it was a we little... We don't have the time to dehumanize it. Yeah, it was sophisticated. It's an art. Yeah, it's an art. So Harborside, okay. So so 2001, Steve is busted. Goes starts. Long well, okay. Journey. So you don't want to you you want to get legal, okay? So yeah. it, it, it's very frustrating to keep getting busted. So and, and and eventually you're like, well, okay, let's try to change the laws, which we had already done. So we had changed the law in our hometown in 1998, November 1998, and my brother got busted shortly thereafter because the Republicans in Congress would not let DC implement the law that we passed. They wouldn't fund it. They wouldn't fund the implementation of it. So um, it was blocked. What um, was that law in, in, in November 1980 that was passed? It was called, I think, Initiative 59. 59. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 59. And um, it was a historical day, man. I'll never forget it because the day after that passed, I got on a plane to Eastern Europe to run away from law enforcement that was closing in on me and busted two people I was doing business with and um, you know they they were asking questions about who's this D'Angelo um, and so I was like well let's pass this thing and then I'm gonna get out of Dodge and head over to Eastern Europe where we had some hemp industrial hemp going on me and my brother at the time and, and hung out over there for a year or so and and uh, so when did you come back from Eastern Europe about what, what year uh, right around the turn of the millennium, right before New Year's 2000. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 I'm trying to get uh, to to when you guys started participating in the, in the tax regulating the tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So the only place that was legal then was California, right? Because Prop 215, baby. Yeah, because DC blocked it. So and and so we we moved to California as soon as my brother got off his legal case and got on probation. From where? From D.C. Our oh, you in D.C., okay. Yeah, our hometown of D.C. And, um, and once we got to California, we were able to get his probation transferred to California. He was able to smoke weed again because he was a patient. Under California law, you were allowed to do that if you're on probation. Uh, if you had enough attorneys and you fought hard enough, um, which we did, and, uh, because smoking weed is very important to us. And so, so that was the beginning of it. And then we started, we formed a patient collective and we were making hash and selling to other dispensaries before the city of Oakland 
was the first city anywhere in the world to issue licenses for dispensaries. Yeah, Oakland, town business, the brown, <laughs> the, the breaking ground of the, of the Black Panther parties, of the, of the, the free speech movement in Berkeley. Like, that's yeah. so dope. I love that you and Jetty and everyone just blew up Oakland. Yeah, and what social equity is also was We born, built it. Yeah, born in Oakland. I wish we would have built it a little better, but well, yeah, you know, it copied and pasted it. It was like yeah, bad was. photocopies that got. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah. anyhow, what year was that uh, Oakland stuff? '05 was when they started. Okay. You know, we got our license, and I think '06, and we, you know how it is. You gotta get a real estate. You gotta renovate everything. You gotta get the inspection. So all that we didn't get to open until October 3rd, '06. And that was the opening day of Harborside, which, incidentally, the Feds were raiding dispensaries in Hayward, yep. which is the town right next to Harborside. GOE, Garden of Eden? Y yes. Or was it the Hemp Center? No, it was GOE. Yeah, GOE. And um, which is now on, the, on our very first day, on yep. our very first day. I graduated college that year from UC Santa Cruz, and we were getting arrested for smoking weed on, on campus. And you stuff. were a banana slug? Banana slug all day. <laughs> I almost was a banana Samantha slug. Samantha was. Yep. My I partners. I ended up being a material, but I almost became a banana Sorry. It was the best. Oh, yeah. It's I a did. I had mushrooms for my first time there. I met all of my connections who were growing so, up in Trinity. That's what got me into cannabis. Is Santa Cruz brought cannabis people together. That's how you get all your best trim jobs and meet your most loving growers that are. Still you know, a wonderful microclimate for cannabis oh, yeah, and, and great wine. community. Um, yeah. um, even that community, like all of them in California, struggled to get legal. But um, it's really. In California, we have a lot of problems with division and community, but that community is pretty tight down there. Yeah, yeah. So 2006, you guys are looking for land. You're involved in the process in Oakland. Yeah, we found a lo the only location that we thought was big enough, <laughs> um, which everyone thought was too big at that time, um, was this place we ended up opening up at. There was only two locations that were compliant with what the city, where the city wanted you to right. be at that time. And then um, that would also have a landlord that would do it. Right, and insurance that would cover you. There's a whole security oh guards that would, yeah. yeah. So it was like aligned perfectly. Yes, and, and it took months and months and months and months and months of work to negotiate with all these different stakeholders to get all that lined up. Um, and actually, that's what I do now as a consultant, is I help people do all that. And um, so so we did that, and uh, we got the we got the license. and. and you know, the rest is hipstery, as to say. Well, what year, uh, what year did you guys exit that harbor? What, what is Harborside now? Is it, who owns it? What, how do you oh, guys exit? it's owned by very different people now. Um, it, it what year did you guys... Uh, did there was a hostile takeover of Harborside. Harborside went public, which was our first kind of dumb mistake. And, um, yeah, the publicly stuff. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, that we could have a the whole Canadian podcast yeah. on that. Yeah. And so let's not. Yes. Um, and uh, so that was the first mistake. But then, um, then there was a hostile takeover. Our family kind of got kicked out. I had already left by then because when we went public, a lot of the family members and the operational team was, you know, you get sat down by the investors, man, and the investor, investor bankers, and they're like, well, you go public, you don't get a job anymore here because, you, you know, you'll probably get fired if you keep your job here. So, um, so, many people. so then you start talking about how, okay, then negotiations begin. So that's kind of how it worked for me. And, and, and we had a whole team of people that we wanted to take care of and share our equity with. Because Harborside is like a big family. 
So can, yeah. I, can I just, I have to interject here as a Harborside patient that receives so much free care. It uh, was not just an internal yeah. situation. Like we as patients lost so much when the people who founded Harborside stepped away. You used to be able to sit down and write a letter to a political prisoner and get a free ace. They had, un they gave me a shot when they didn't know who I was, like Jetty Extracts, they looked at me like, you have CBD, they were the only ones that helped vet me through extremely competitive buyer, um, like it, they may put you through the ringer. It was basically boot camp, but in a very <laughs> loving way, but they would always say come back, right? But always come back. They yeah, yeah. It was a closed door, it wasn't a locked one. And they put everyone through this amazing um, experience. Basically, it's, it was, a, it, Harborside was a brand incubator uh, de facto in a way. Yes, and exactly, so that's what we try to do. We all lose out. Yeah. When, when, when legacy operators do not have the support or have to sell out to, to bad actors out of desperation or out of just trying to do the right things we don't know, all these Getting people that started these collectives, they were just hippies that wanted to do right by the plant. That's what's so funny about all these businesses going under. You know, there's people who own, you know, Magnolia, for example. There were good shops, but these people just were all love and they didn't have the roots and the suits balance. They weren't in the spreadsheets. Right. We don't have the sophistication. We don't have the money. You know, the Harborside always had that problem with balancing the roots and suits. And, and it's it's sad, you know, hopefully State House and Urban Leaf and that whole vibe raises it to a new level. But it feels like that whole section of California and open history in, in particular, of the, when it went right from medical to recreational, there was a sweet period of harmony where everyone was getting kind of their needs met before, you know, compassion well, totally I mean, died, yeah. you know. Prop 64 really hurt everybody. But, well, you're at, yeah, but, but. metric too. But there was still some, we everything. still tried to do PADs, we still yeah. tried to acknowledge patients to some degree. It, there was a weird like Venn diagram of like shades of gray, but... Yeah, it was really it hard. Was so great. I got free chiropractic, wash up, That all tight went away, shade. they wouldn't let us do yeah. it. Hundreds to yeah, thousands of herbalists. I was getting free services, things I would be paying thousands of dollars a month for, I would get through them. Yeah, well, but you're, yeah, you're, no, super you're proud of that, super proud. So the people, to answer your question, the people that own and operate Harborside now are very transactional investors who care about, you know, returning money to the shareholders. And, you know, Lord knows they, the shareholders have taken a beating with Harborside and all the other companies that went public on that exchange up in Canada. And, and even the bigger MSOs are getting crushed right now. But now, so, you know, the so most important yeah. is you, have, you are the legacy. You have the understanding yes. as you come into your thoughts. You, you know the heart of the community. You know the culture of the community. You know the culture of the plan. The people yeah. and stuff. And you carry it with you as a consultant and try to share it with other companies that are willing to listen. That's right. And that, that and, and hopefully if they do listen, there'll be something more than just a, a, a Walmart or a Walgreens that sells widgets. Well, you know, they'll be respected by the Lunas of the world, you know? Well, hopefully they'll, two things will happen when you work with me as a consultant. One is you'll just do better as a business um, because you'll have a really strong sense of who you are, what your story is, how you're different from everybody else. That's critical, you know how critical that is right now, especially in the industry. And then the the you know, the other thing is just the, just the experience of doing this for so long. All the great things we did at Harborside and some of the mistakes we made um, all uh, come to bear for my clients and, and their business will have meaning too, so it'll be a better, more profitable business.
it'll also be a more meaningful, authentic business. Cool. It, I don't, I don't work on stuff that doesn't have some kind of meaning. So you're available as a consultant, and I'm, and I'm thrilled to that uh, to support you making money in this industry because I also know <laughs> that you're continuing. No, because no, seriously, like, uh, like that Brian, would be Brian, lovely. No, Brian, no, 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 like Brian Zuckerberg, uh, no. you know, he, he's like an OG who's involved he in the organization. And he always goes back. And I know yeah, you're yeah, giving yeah, back too. You're involved with the Last Printers Project, and you're involved with other advocacy and other groups. Yep. Still, so your success is the industry's continued success, and your continued success is the industry's success. So it's like a natural transition, natural connection. So we're thrilled to promote you. So, Thanks. So, so, Tell people a little I think bit about we share that value. I think we share that value. I think we just got the five minute mark. But yeah. um, uh, uh, but yes, I think we share that value, Mida and, yeah. and us. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we love educating people. That's one of our favorite things. Uh, tell us a little bit about Last Premium Project. Any, any other groups or stuff that you want to mention? Next oh, wow. Well, there's so many great social justice groups now. Yes, Luna, you probably know so many. 40 Tons and, like you know, Cage Free Cannabis and, uh, um, 87 months, Evelyn LaChapelle's group, and the Weldon Project. Yeah, normal. Yeah, and Cannamoms. I mean, just so many folks doing such good work right now. So, Last Prisoner Project. Yes, Operating Chief. I just wrote about them. I just wrote about them. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, Supernova Women, amazing group of people. Um, so there's just a lot of groups. And so Last Prisoner Project, our mission is to get all cannabis prisoners out on Earth and to support them in, as they re-entry in society with educational grants and re-entry grants. And, and, um, and then we try to get these politicians to pass laws to retroactively release people when we legalize or expunge people. When we legalize, it's kind of dumb that we legalize something and then shouldn't everyone just get out of jail the next free day? Free them all. What's I the mean, call? Free them all. Uh, yeah, you know, so. I was so disappointed in Biden when he didn't just like wake oh up to reality. Oh, come on. You, come on. Oh, yeah. I mean, Let's not act surprised. Politicians are not here to. No, he life. said disappointed, not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised. Not surprised. I expectations are appointments for disappointment. Hey, that's a good one. I got to remember that. I hold that, uh, that. You know, the, the catch rate cannabis is safer than alcohol is one of those ones that made me reflect and made me understand. I mean, because I was, I was a domestic violence prosecutor. Ninety-seven percent of our cases involved alcohol. Wow. Yeah, Ninety-seven. That's a lot. And like thirty-five percent was Budweiser. So it's just like that's crazy. It's crazy. Do you know the get away with it. Do you know that we have no cannabinoid receptors in our spinal column and in our in our in our central nervous system? There's no cannabinoid. It's the only place in our bodies that we do not have a cannabinoid receptor, so it can't override the master. Right. That's why it's safe. I just learned that a couple years ago. Huh. Interesting. Yep. So right. what works? You'll vomit it up, or you, you, your body, it's an empty agency, or you regulate it, but it never can hit your kill switch. So, right. So we gotta, yeah. we got to wrap it up. because I know you got, it up. You, you that was a fun fact, though. Yeah. Tell your friends. Yes. You've got no to, well, we're going to do this again sometime. Always, and, always. And you've got events to go to, and you guys got close I am so excited to go out tonight. There's everyone. a party out there that's just getting started. You know, this is awesome. Look at all these cool people. we got Lorena Beltran back Woo! in the We love Lorena. We should, we people should be coming behind. Us. Yes. Like all these people should be on. We gotta figure we out like a, a backwards yes. audience. You know what? We, we <laughs> can have to imagine. There's all oh, these people like you can't see. They're right over yes. there. Right 
They're All amazing right. people. Talented you, people. And you guys follow this guy on social media. He does oh. really cool brand shout outs on his Instagram. He does great reels and posts and oh, does unboxings and talks about, you know, key points and very best, supportive. Person. Best way for people to get in touch with you. Uh, info at andrewdangelo.com or uh, reach out to lastprisonproject.org if you want to do something with us. Awesome. Thank you, Andrew D'Angelo. Thank you both. Enjoy your MJ BizCon experience. Thank you very much. Free the weed. Free the weed.